There's a reason I joined the She Angels Foundation. She Angels gives grants to female-founded, nonprofit organizations that provide mentorship, funding, and resources to a diverse portfolio of women and girls' causes. Together, we can make an exponentially bigger impact, enabling greater diversity and creating a significant and collaborative philanthropic force. Become a part of our movement by joining the She Angels Foundation's Collective Giving Membership. Your membership is an annual, fully tax-deductible contribution. Just go to sheangelsfoundation.org. That's sheangelsfoundation.org. Give back to women. Women aren't born warriors. We become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week, I'm interviewing women who, through tragedy and triumph, are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. Hello, warriors. Today, we are talking about money. Now, we have had many conversations about money on this podcast, but this conversation is really going to give you an aha because we're talking about money through the lens of spirituality, that you can have a spiritual connection and know your numbers at the same time with money. We're talking about why women in business get so emotional, emotionally tied to their money, and why women-owned businesses are the fastest growing segment, and yet they are the least profitable. Hmm, interesting, right? We're going to get into it with this amazing, she's been called the financial therapist. She is the spiritual money queen. So I'm so excited to introduce you to her today. And always, I just want to say, so grateful for you to listen. And when you share these episodes, they go even further. So share this episode about money with your best, best girlfriends. Let's get into it. But first, Did you ever feel like you missed the memo on navigating midlife? Me too. I realized there's so many parts of midlife no one talks about. That's why I created the Empowered Midlife Playbook. Who doesn't want a guidebook for midlife? Truthfully, it's what I wish I always had. The Empowered Midlife Playbook is a no-nonsense, hilariously honest journey into midlife tailor-made for warrior women like you who are ready to take control and redefine midlife. It's an eight-episode private podcast series with me that covers everything from redefining success post-40 to embracing empty nesting and the physical and emotional changes with a healthy dose of humor. It even comes with its own workbook. Each episode is empowering you to navigate midlife with confidence. You'll learn how to set boundaries with style ditch guilt and shame, and prioritize yourself in ways you never thought possible. So if you're ready to turn midlife into your most empowering era, this playbook is for you. Let's transform midlife together. This is not our mother's midlife. It's time for an empowered midlife. And this is all for you for free. Just click the link in my bio. Today on the show, it is my Great honor and my great friend. It's Ruchi Pinnegar. Rhymes with vinegar, Woo! but sweeter. 
That's what she just told me. So it's Ruchi Pinniger, and Ruchi is the CEO and founder of Watch Her Prosper. She offers a new paradigm for defining prosperity and explains the real work involved in manifesting wealth. Ooh, juicy Ruchi. I can't even wait to get into that. More about Ruchi here. She, after a close to 20 years in the corporate world, primarily on Wall Street, she was called to work with women to ensure they live their most prosperous lives. Her work has served hundreds of women and has been featured in Millie Magazine, Best Self Magazine, SEMA Magazine, BBC.com, Sirius XM, Karen, I mean, we could go on for 20, 100 years. So let me just, just say she's been everywhere. But Ruchi is truly a financial goddess, I like to call her, and she provides financial guidance, business advisory, bookkeeping, tax time readiness, but most of all, peace of mind in the mind fuckery of finances. So welcome to the financial goddess. It is Ruchi. Ruchi rhymes with Gucci. Ruchi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you, Liz, and all of your beautiful listeners, of course. This is going to be so fun because the way you look at finances is so different from everybody else and the way they look at finances and finances, to be honest, Ruchi, that can be really triggering for people. And especially for women, we get really emotional and we're going to get into that. But I want to start from the very beginning because I know a little bit about your growing up, but there was something in your little questionnaire that I was like, what is this? And I did not know about you. I did not know it about you, Ruchi. So let's start from the beginning. Mm. What led you to the work you're doing now? Because I know you had a really challenging growing up. I don't see it as challenging. I see it as it all led me here. You know, I really do have that belief that everything that happens in our life happens exactly how it should. And if I hadn't gone through all of those beautiful things, I wouldn't be here with you and, and doing this beautiful work with these women. So I just wanna start with that reframe because I think that is really important to think about. Yes, I was raised um, you know, by immigrant parents. They came over from India. I was actually born in Denmark and we lost my father very early. And I also lost my mom very early um, at, at 15. So you know, after my dad died, really my mom was in charge of raising us. And so I was raised by a single mom. And so I, you know, all of that made me feel different as it was. And I remember really seeing all of my classmates and my friends, you know, one of the things that stands out was wearing all their fashion design, you know, everything that was coming out on a regular basis, whatever was in season. And I specifically remember those Jordash jeans that I coveted. The Jordashes, yes. (laughs) Remember the Jordache jeans? Oh, God, yes. yes. And we, we are women of the 80s, y'all. So those Jordache jeans represented to me what I thought meant having those things, have, having that beautiful, like, perfect life. And so fast forward, that was the perception. Fast forward, I mean, you talked about um, me being on Wall Street. So yes, I was on Wall Street, kind of finally making this money. And I was like, it's my time. I'm going to buy me a Prada bag. And y'all, let me tell you, let me tell you, that Prada bag, it did not make me prosperous. That momentary feeling of, oh, I finally made it, it just came and went. And I realized at that moment that prosperity really comes from within. It's not all the material. Yes, we can have those things because we like them, but that is not what's going to make us whole. And that is not what's going to make us feel good. 
That is such a good point, Richie, because I have had that moment. And I think we've talked about this. Like I went to go get this Gucci bag and I was so excited about it. And it, you know, and I'd had some other like fancy bags before, but this like was a kind of expensive Gucci bag and I really wanted it. And I went and got it. And then like, I was so happy, but I even had this little dip when I walked out with it. And at first when I thought the dip was like, oh, maybe I thought I didn't deserve it. Or like, this is a lot of money and maybe I'm having regret. But then I kind of like thought about it later. And I and now since, and I thought, no, it was kind of like unsatisfying. Like I had built it up. Like this is really going to make me feel like I am like this person. I've got a Gucci bag. I am successful. Look at me. And then I was like, oh, like that's not even it. Like that does not actually make me feel successful. That actually makes me feel not successful. <laughs> like in a weird way, it makes me feel like I'm chasing something that I'm not even that interested in. So like, that's such an important distinction, like that the externals really aren't a, a measure of success because it doesn't feel like success. Like it doesn't, it doesn't stay. That is exactly right. And that's how I got into this work. And that's why I love doing what I do, really helping to women redefine prosperity, right? Because prosperity when we think about it, we think about money, we think about financial success. That's how we all have grown up and thought about it. But really, prosperity comes from the inside. Really, I've redefined it. And the way I think about it is well-being, spirituality, and relationships, both with people, of course, and with money. Yeah, 100%. I used to, I, you just reminded me, I was like, <laughs> I was, I was reminding I was telling this woman, she, I was coaching with her and she was like, why doesn't it feel good to get like the externals? Like, like, why doesn't it feel like, why won't it last? And I said, it's like fruit stripe gum. Talk about an 80s reference. Do you remember fruit stripe gum? It was like, had like a zebra on it and it was like red and pink and green. And do you remember that? Do you remember that gum? I totally remember that. The kind of gum that you took that first two, three or chews and it was delicious and then it tasted like nothing. Then it tasted like literally plastic, like nothing. Like two chews, yes. Richie, like two. And then you would be like, that's it? Like it would go away so fast. And that's, I'm like, yeah. I was explaining to her, that's what it's like. It's like, it burnt your Gucci bag, Porsche. Ah, I have this car, my house is amazing. Like. All that is great. And I love my house. Listen, I, when I come up to come home to my house, I'm yep. like, I love this house. Like, I'm, it's not that it's like, you're not grateful for it. Right. But in terms of like that feeling of success, it, it does, it goes away really fast when it's not based on something yeah. internal. Absolutely. And, and don't get, I, I think both of us are saying the same thing, right? We do love those things, but yes. those aren't what makes us feel whole. Those aren't what creates our happiness. That does come from inside and that takes work. That's not something we just don't wake up with. Hello. And let me just say how funny this is having this conversation with you. <laughs> I just want to point to this, how funny this is, because you, you're you all about helping people make sure they have money. Like you, you do do the tangible work with the money. So I love that there's this part of you that's like, oh, dude, there's never going to be enough money for you to feel as good as you want to actually feel inside. Like if you're chasing that, it's almost like you're going to be so fearful, so panicky. Is that kind of part of your process with people where you get to them to kind of like disconnect those two things? Absolutely. I mean, and I think that's what's missing too in the financial world, right? That's stereotypically, you know, you think about someone in finance being sort of very black and white in terms of their approach and yeah, the practical tactical. 
And we do that. And that's needed. It's needed. And you can't do that without the other stuff. You can't do that without the mindset and the spirituality and the knowingness that you're not alone and that there's something bigger than you. Yes. Something bigger than you. Yeah. Because otherwise you're feeling like, oh my God, I'm out here just hanging in the breeze. Some of your clients call you a financial therapist, which I think is so appropriate. <laughs> financial therapist. Yes. Um, why do you think yes. money is, I mean, we're tapping into this a little bit, but why do you think money is so emotional, particularly for women? And then I want, which, want to talk about, how, well, then how do we make it safe? But let's just talk about that first. Why do you think money mm. is so emotional for women in particular? Well, I am going to answer that. So I do need to tell you something really funny first, which is that when I was in high school, I really wanted to be a therapist. I really, really wanted to be a therapist. And my family, you know, after my mom passed away, I moved in with my aunt and uncle, who are amazing. Thank you to them. And um, they reminded me of my mom's success in business, right? She started out coming to this country, having to reinvent herself, starting as a bank teller and worked her way up at, to an executive at, at a bank. And so they said, you know, I know you like giving advice. I know your friends come to you for advice, but what about trying business? So I was like, okay. So now it's so beautiful. Here I am, you know, doing this work with my business, my Wall Street background and getting to be called a financial therapist. I put that in quotes because I am not a therapist. Um, I mean, I love it. So, so yeah. yeah. So just to answer your question, I mean, we as women have such a complex relationship with money right? It represents more than just a number. It's how we provide for ourselves, for our futures, for our loved ones. And there, you know, we know it's not a secret that there's a lot of emotion tied to talking about it. We are fearful of get, being judged. We are already in judgment of ourselves, generally speaking, yeah. right? We feel that um, if people really knew what our bank balance looked like, maybe we wouldn't look so good in their eyes, right? If they knew the truth, would they love us as much? And that goes, both, by the way, whether we perceive that we have too little or if we perceive we have too much. Because sometimes, you know, when you're with people that may not have as much, you may be uncomfortable having more. So it is, it's a touchy subject. And that's why 61% of women would rather talk about the details of their own death than to talk about money. Okay, that is insane. Say that again, 60% of women would rather talk about death than money? 61% of women would rather talk about the details of their own death than talk about money. That yeah. says it all. That says it all, Ruchi, because there is nothing scarier to us as women. I know for me, like our child dying, us dying, like we are very like paranoid about that shit. Like I, that's a fear of a lot of women, but like if <laughs> we would rather talk about that than, than money yep. shows you how freaked out it makes us. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. So that goes back to the safety. Yeah. Right? How do we make so, it safe? Yeah. How do we do that? Mm, well, first of all, let's start with understanding why we're not safe. What's happening, right? In our bodies, fear. Fear is biological. So we are wired to stay the same. So if you come from a family that historically didn't talk about money or that's new to you, that is making you different. That is different. And our mind is biologically wired to keep us the same. So automatically you don't feel safe. And when we don't feel safe, what happens? We don't take action. We're sort of like just standing there, like nothing's changing and nothing changes if nothing changes, right? So understanding biologically 
what is happening and recognizing it is a really beautiful way to start. And knowing that it's normal, there's nothing wrong with you. You are not alone. Yes. Okay. And speaking of not alone, you don't have to go it alone. If you aren't as familiar with numbers, we haven't all been taught. Look, y'all, let me be real with you. I was great at math growing up. I got all A's. I think I can't really remember, but I do think that's true. I, I don't Let's think it's, I that. don't think it's a lie. I don't have all my report <laughs> cards. I went into business. I was, I became a CPA. I went on to wall street. I was a CFO. And when I came into this business, I still had to teach myself small business finances. I didn't just automatically know that. So all of you out there listening, you are skilled at so many beautiful things. And yeah, you may not know about numbers the way I do because you haven't been taught and that's okay. So you don't have to do this alone. Find someone to help you, partner with you, somebody that you trust. It could be simply a financial advisor, someone like my team. It could be a friend. Find someone you trust and start there. And we talked about the fear. Your nervous system is gonna be whoo, spiking. Yes. So regulating that your nervous system, and there's so many ways to do that, right? I know Liz, you talk about this stuff all oh, the time because yeah. we're so aligned, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you could, there's, there's the easy sort of things, just dancing, singing, you know, going for a walk, getting out in nature. One of my favorite is, you know, some breathing techniques. I love the four, seven, eight breathing technique. So find what works for you and get grounded. That is how you're going to start to create the safety. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, and you've kind of said this in different ways, but that you cannot conflate and, and connect the money to your worth, because mm -hmm. that is to me, the surefire way to make everything feel really scary. Like in your business, if you're making your business, you, you know, like if you're making your bit, like I always say, like these women are like, when I'm putting myself out there, I'm like, no, you're not putting yourself out there because that's not even up for negotiation. Like your worth is not, it, that's a non-negotiable. You're not putting your, you're putting your business out there for sure. Like, are you part of your business? Of course, but it's not you, you know what I mean? We're like, you're not up for judgment, right? Like that's not happening. Um, I had a client who literally were going back and forth on Boxer yesterday and she was like, she, I said, well, how have you felt valued? Like when you were like a kid, you know, how did you, well, if I got good grades and if I, you know, was good in the in sports, and I would be valued. And I and I and I said, and but then how were you doing it for yourself? She said, well, if I made money, then I felt like I was valuable. And now she's not making as much, and so she's like, so I don't feel as valuable. And I said, well, what if I told you that like your value has nothing to do with anything? It's just like you were born and you're you have value. She's like, I don't really get it. And I said, so she's a two year old son. I said, what does he have to do to get value to be valued by you? And she's and she wrote back exist. And I said, yeah, all you Ooh, have. You got me there. Doesn't that Beautiful. just make you want to ball your eyes out? Oh, I literally said, so I just have to exist. And I sent back. I'm literally tearing up telling you this. I sent back like a million hearts and she sent back a million cry faces. She was like, oh, my God, I'm just supposed to exist. Like, I think we forget that. Right. That there's really yeah. nothing that you have to earn or do to be valuable and to take the money out of that. Like the money's not part of your value, yes. right? Your balance sheet is not part of your value, right? And I love that you yes. do that with women. Like when women come to you and yes. they're trying to internalize this shit and make mm -hmm. it be like, look how terrible I am, Ruchi. Look at my fucking balance mm -hmm. sheet. And you're like, what? No, like, no, that has nothing to do with you. 
A hundred percent. And what you said is so important. I talk about this a lot. Like we tend to conflate our own self-worth with how we price our services too. So bringing into what you were just saying, why aren't money, why aren't women making as much, right? We are, we are conflating those two things. And Mm -hmm. so therefore we're not valuing ourselves. Therefore we're not asking for more. Charging more. By the way, charging more. That's what I mean. And by the way, if we're not valuing yourselves and asking for more, why are people going to value us? hundred percent. That's such a, I hope everybody just wrote that shit right down right there. That was a little mic drop moment. That, that was a Richie mic drop right there. Um, tell me this, you believe in order to be prosperous, Richie, that we need mm-hmm. to connect money and spirituality instead of mere money and our worth. So Tell yeah. me about that. Like, how do, first of all, how do we do that? Tell me about that. But also, like, when did that connect for you? Because that, again, this is, there's not financial advisors being advisors walking around going, you know what? You really need to connect your money to your spiritual. Like, nobody's walking around saying this, Richie. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, when did you come to this? And like, what does that really mean? You know, it actually came to me not around money. It came to me not around money, the spirituality. I was on Wall Street, as you know, for all those years, almost 15 years. And I had, yeah, by all accounts, a great career. I got promoted. I got paid well. I had a team, got new roles, all the fun stuff that comes with climbing the corporate ladder. So on the inside, I didn't feel satisfied. For years, I was knowing there's something bigger. There's something more. How do I help people? I even tried going into HR. That was a big mistake. Side note, we could have a whole (laughs) podcast about that. You and I could talk about that offline. And so the opportunity came for me to say, okay, not going back into corporate. I hired a coach. It's my first coach I ever worked with. And she was the one who started to open me up to spirituality because I was that typical go, go, go type A, get, be busy. You know, the, the, the world we live in, we value ourselves based on how busy we are. So I was one of those people. And she got me to just slow down and see, wow, this time you have right now, I know you're not used to it, right? It's new. So you know, my mind, my, my nervous system was not regulated. And she said, this time is a gift from the universe. Listen to the messages that are coming your way. And that is going to guide you. And Liz, I listened, I listened to what she said. And I started to hear all these amazing, amazing women who were great at what they did, started a business. And then were like, I have no idea what I'm doing with the numbers. I don't know how to run a business. I just love what I do and I'm great at it. And one of those women was one of my best friends. And I started to help her and she started to see, oh, wow, I'm falling in love with my business again. I can do this. I have the support. I know now what I'm making, what I'm spending. She started to raise her rates. I think it was first time in 10 years. She raised her rates after we worked together. And she started telling people about me. And one of the women she told about me wanted a consult. We had a consult and she shared all of her financial woes and worries. And I said, I can help you. This is what I can do. And she got tears in her eyes. And she said, I feel like an angel sent you. And I was like, wait a minute. So I can do all this beautiful work and I can still be helping people. 
So that was my first entry into spirituality and knowing there's something bigger guiding me. That was really when it, it came together for me. Um, and now what I realized, because when I started this business, my intention wasn't to, to really, it was really going to be more practical, tactical advice. But I started to see all of the emotions that came up when we dug in, even though our clients know they're in a judgment-free zone. There's so much beautiful trust and we work so well together and build these beautiful relationships. They still had other stuff to deal with because they come in with beliefs and stories from their past. So I started to see what was happening for them and realize I need to go deeper with them. And that's how I started this work. That's, that's incredible. And I, I love, I love, I love the idea of being in the space where you can literally say to yourself, like, I can love my business again. I can love my business. Like you can literally be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm scared. I don't even know if I can do this business anymore. Me and then meet with you, get that clarity and be like, oh, I know. Like it, it is true. Like when you don't have clarity around your numbers and like kind of where you are, it feels very scary and out of control. And it becomes kind of like, you feel like you're fighting against your business. Right. So like, yes. I love that you provide that clarity so that people can be like, oh my God. Okay. I see. Like I'm leaking money here. Like I don't even need to probably even be doing that program. Like it doesn't even really make anything for me. And I've been just doing it a long time and kind of afraid to let it go. Right. Like just looking at things and knowing like this needs to go, I need to charge more here or whatever. I think that's such a beautiful thing. A hundred percent. And you know, what's something interesting that I learned recently over 40% of women that are over 40 use their intuition to make final financial decisions. Okay. And Liz is cool, right? I mean, I love it actually. I love that. And you know, I'm all, I'm all about, I know both of us are all about your intuition and like really tuning into our own selves. However, y'all intuition is not going to build you wealth. Yeah, we need to know our numbers, right? We need to get in there, get into the nitty gritty, see the numbers as data to help us get clear on what it is we want, what are our intentions, and that's what's going to help us take action as well. So intuition is great and important, and that's where that whole connectivity and the whole universe piece comes in and the spirituality, but knowing the numbers and getting in there is also so important. God, yeah. No, that's what you're talking about. When you're talking about marrying the spiritual and the finances, it is. It's knowing that your value is more, knowing you have a higher purpose and meaning and calling, knowing that it does not mean shit about you, no matter what happens, using your intuition, but then also knowing what the hell is going on in your, in your on your balance sheet, knowing what you have in the bank, knowing what you what what is kind of like a smart path forward. Like that's that's the real deals too. So I love that you marry those two things because I think women really need both. Like they, when we're in too much in that kind of like masculine side of things and just literally like go, go, do, do, right? Like you had said before you were feeling uh -huh. and we're not enough in that feminine side. It really, like we feel that. Like we feel that, we get burnt out, we get stressed out, we start crying, we were resentful, yelling at our partners, screaming at our kids because we just don't have the bandwidth, right? Like we need, we need that some of that receiving and that intuition so that we can feel like, oh, okay all right, like this feels good. You know, like we need to know how we feel about yeah, things. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's right. Beautifully said. So you talked about this, but a little bit, but I, you told me, I, I, we talked about this. Women owned businesses are the fastest growing segment 
I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Women-owned mm-hmm. businesses are the fastest growing segment, but we are not as profitable. So yep. why is that, Ruchi? Why are we the fastest growing segment? Is that back to what we're talking about? Is that back to kind of conflating our worth and making it feel scary and all that stuff? Like, what is the reason for that? That is that is the reason. That is the reason. We're not asking. And it's also societal, right? I mean, like, we, you know, we already know that, you know, men have been paid so much more than women. And so there is societal stuff going in there that's holding us back. I don't want to pretend like it's all within us, right? The world needs to change. And that's why we're all here, ladies. We are here to change the world. Yes. And, you know, that conflating of self-worth is a big piece of it. Women, only 20, 28% of women feel empowered around their finances. So what can you as a woman do to feel more empowered? How can you take charge of those? Get more involved, right? If you are in a relationship and you're not that involved, ask to have a seat at that table, right? I have a woman who I started with years ago when I started my business who said to me, I want to have a seat at the table. Get yourself a seat. Pull up a chair, ladies. It's time. It's time to pay attention. Protect yourself. Understand what's going on with your finances, whether you're single on your own, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're in a business relationship and you think that your partner is handling it all. Get involved, know what's going on, be in the meetings, have the conversation, know how to get into the accounts, know what the balances are, right? Know what is there. Take charge. It's up to you to do this. No one's going to come over and say, hey, do you want to sit down and do the bills with me? Yeah, that's that's so true. Like you have to take charge. And I like I like this because you know what? International Women's Day is around the corner. And I've been talking about how we have to stop sitting on that day, Ruchi. We have to stop just being like, cool, social media posts, girlfriend time. It's an action day. So maybe your action is I'm going to get a seat at that table. Maybe your action is I am going to look at these finances. I am going to like sit down and really like know where I am or, you know, work with Ruchi, which I also want to, you know, kind of make sure people know how they can work with you. But that's that's a good message right now. How can you take action on what we're saying today? Don't just listen to this podcast and fade into the background and be like, good one. No, like mm-hmm. actually think about like, how does this apply to you? How can you take action on this, right? So, because we don't want women women businesses to be the, the, all these women businesses sprouting up, but they're failing, right? Because we're not getting this piece. So let's get it ladies, right? And so Luchi, how can people work with you? I know you work different ways and maybe you have like a little free thing too for us. Do you have a little free thing that we can get? I like free things. I like free things. I have a free thing. Oh, I love, I love free things too. And I love giving free things. So those of you that really connect with this and want to take more action, I really invite you to go to this website. I want to prosper.com and you can download my free workbook there and you can just get started and go a little bit deeper. That's a beautiful way. Stay in touch with us, of course, on Instagram. Um, right now, we're, we have a couple of beautiful things in the works. We're going to be putting out a course um, and maybe even a book. Stay tuned later this year. Um, so just um, get on our email list by doing getting that free download and stay in touch with us. And you know, we do provide as a company one-to-one services for those of you who are business owners, and even if you're not, and you just want to get a better handle on your money and your spending and just want to have a partner in it to make you feel safe and have a beautiful judgment-free zone, that's um, that's what we do and that's what we're known for. 
I mean, it is what you're known for. Ruchi, thank you so much. What a beautiful conversation. I'd love to have you back. We'll have you back. We'll, we'll think about, you know what we'll do, guys? If you have questions for Ruchi, you can DM me, DM her. If you want us to have another conversation, if there was things that you, because there's so many things we could talk about. Um, if there's some things that are kind of like, you're like, but what about this? And how do we do this? DM me send me your questions, email us. And and you guys already know, I'll put this all in the show notes, all Ruchi's notes, all the, all the things, but let us know if there's something else you want to know, because I'd love to have Ruchi back and answer your questions. So thank you everyone. And thank you, Ruchi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I just want everyone to know who you have been with money is zero indication of who you're capable of becoming with money. This is just the beginning for you all. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for that gift. That was that was beautiful. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. And if you like the show, you know what to do. Leave me a five-star written review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. And remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>